0: It's another special Talk of the Town political edition covering our federal election. Joining us in the studio is Terry Dowdle, candidate for the Conservative Party of Canada, running for member of parliament for the riding of Simcoe. Grey. Terry. Welcome to the studio.
1: Well, it's great to be here. Thank you for the invite, John, and I look forward to it.
0: Terry, let's talk a little bit about yourself and why you decided to seek your, your party's nomination to run for office.
1: Well, I um, got involved in politics politics in 2000 and I ran for a councillor uh, down in the township of S. as a matter of fact, and uh, continued my political climb there. I became deputy mayor in 2003 and then 2006 and then in 2010 I decided to be mayor and uh, again was successful thankfully. And, uh, and then 2014 we had a tornado in Angus and uh, at that time Uh, Most of the time, ESSA was kind of somewhat of a sleepy municipality, growing, lowest taxes in the county of Simcoe, which I'm pleased with. But uh, it kind of changed my perspective of of the need for larger government when you see uh, emergency services coming in, social services coming in, to help to get everyone through that tornado. So... Um, at that time, I ran for FCM, which is the Federation of Canadian Municipalities across uh, across the country. They're the, the national voice for all municipalities to the federal government, and uh, I was successful as the Ontario rep, uh, one of uh, fourteen in Edmonton. And uh, I got more involved there again in, in more of the larger issues: uh, social housing, uh, seniors care, safe communities. Uh, you know safe rail so um, infrastructure another big one for us is internet so at that time it, it started to pique my interest in 2014 when I became a deputy warden and then uh, when they opened up the process uh, in 2018 I thought after 18 years of municipal experience and understanding a lot of the different uh, needs that we have I think it would be a good opportunity to put my name forward so I did uh, and was fortunately successful a year ago to be the candidate.
0: Uh, with your experience in municipal politics, you'll appreciate this. Uh, for our discussions, we decided to talk to our municipal leaders as to what their involvement with the federal government is, what their concerns are, and some of the residents in our community. So our questions are going to be very local and focus.
2: Perfect. Uh, first one we have is that with the population of our region expanding, with this electoral riding being a fairly large one, transportation has been on the minds of a lot of people. And what... I wanted to ask you what your vision for transportation in the region is and what role you see the federal government having to play in that.
1: Well, I think it's a great question. It's one that I've worked with uh, quite extensively through the county of Simcoe and actually in my original municipality. So we we actually did a bus service ourselves, a tri-party, that we arranged with the city of Barrie and Base Borden, and we found uh, through that... Um, offering transportation. Not only does it offer it for those individuals that uh, may not have access to, to a car or automobile, it also uh, increased the values of the properties because you become a complete community that you can move from one to another. So, um, through the county, they've done a new initiative, which is good to see that they're trying to have links between each communities, and I think that's uh, extremely important. Um, we need people to move around, uh, whether it's rail, whether it's, uh, you know, buses, bicycles as well. So, uh, we need to work together as a federal government. A lot lot of the issues, um, we are the funding model for those. So we want to make sure that you have a strong government in place. And I know that uh, for us, certainly as Conservatives, we want to invest a lot of money here in Canada and uh, and really invest in those issues that you'll see gains. And, and certainly transportation is one of those.
0: This region is very strong and supportive of the arts. What are your views on the federal government supporting arts programs, existing arts programs, many of which to get taken quite advantage of here in our community?
1: Well, there again, I think the key to this election, I think the number one thing that people really need to be thinking about and focusing on is that you need a government that's going to invest. In Canada, so they need to invest into each of our communities. Whether it's whether it's you know arts, um, which we have tax credits that that we're proposing in our platform, that there will be tax credits for for uh, individuals and youth that are involved and get enrolled in those programs, or whether they need um, access to extra after hours schooling. Um, so really, the key to it, I I think it's a, an important part. It brings people together, and people need to showcase the, uh, their skills. And I I believe that uh, our government is going to make sure. And that we invest in in canada we are going to cut some of the uh the funds the 1.5 billion infrastructure fund to asian we're going to cut all the corporate welfare and all those monies are going to be spent on what's needed most and that's canadians and, and all canadians in canada
0: would you support the federal government funding an art center or at least helping to fund an art center here in our region
1: uh, cert- certainly, if an application uh, came forward for an arts center, we are a, a central piece of the funding project. Uh, quite frankly, we have a province of Ontario, unfortunately, that's been left and drowning in debt, so they are uh, they're in a tough situation. Um, we're hoping federally we don't come upon that, but uh, I would certainly, uh, as as your your MP. Uh, work for projects that are important, deemed important within the community from the council. I, I, and I'm fortunate to know many of the council members through the year, years. And they're really the local voice. And we become the funding model, model to make sure that uh, we have those funds. Uh, let's be honest, over 50% of all tax dollars go to the federal government. And what we need to do, and, and I hate to sound like a broken record, is we need to invest it here in Canada. We need to invest it in Simcoe Gray. Our
2: region is growing again in terms of population. And with that, obviously has to come some development and anyone who's been in this region can look around and see that there is quite a lot of development going yep. up but you know on the other side of that there's concerns from environmental groups and individuals concerned about the environmental impacts of development how do you reconcile the two where
1: do you stand on development versus the environment well that's uh, that's an extremely tough question to be honest with you and thanks for answering it um there is a balance. I think that's the key to, to what you're saying. We, we have to make sure that we uh, continue to um, you know protect our environment uh, there's new ways of building um, that being said. The development, we've got to think of new ways of developing as well. We have major issues in in this area, in this region, uh, for affordable housing. So I was pleased with the county to to help out and uh, with the project here 149 units. Uh, The government can't be everything, so we need to join up with partnerships with some of the private sector as well. We need to have more housing uh, developments available for more people. And also with a lot of the developers I've talked to, we need to come up with a new type of neighborhood. So I know it's been talked about just affordable housing. We need to maybe, I've talked to many developers and said, they should be the first to develop a tiny home community, do it really nice with streetlights and, and do it up really fancy. And uh, I, whoever does that, I think the first one is going to be uh, very wealthy because I think it'll be uh, copied throughout the county of Simcoe in Ontario. And uh, also it's a way to jumpstart people into the market to move forward to, to other houses. So um, definitely the environment for us, we, we're, we're doing a lot of things in our, in our pl- platform. We're going to have a green initiatives for homeowners to improve uh, uh, their home. And, and we actually have a plan, and our plan is... Uh, is is we're going to go after the largest emitters to make sure that they're the ones that are changing what they're doing. We don't believe in taxing everyone out there because people haven't changed what they're doing, and we're not changing those numbers. So um, we have a detailed plan, and uh, we look forward to implementing that after uh, October. Our community is
2: very well known around Ontario, around Canada, for entrepreneurship and for its uh, small businesses. What do you think the federal government is doing right now? That's good when it comes to supporting the creation of
1: small businesses and what do you think can be improved? Well, quite frankly, I'm don't know if I can come up with anything that I think they're doing very, very well. Um, I know what we plan on doing. We're going to roll back the, uh, tax, uh, the taxation back to 2007. We're going to repeal some of those. We believe that small business is the most important. It's the backbone to every community. Not only does it create uh, jobs for local people that are, that are here, they're also the ones uh, nine times out of ten are the ones that are going to give and volunteer to your local hospitals, your charities, your sporting events, so we, we think that we should streamline, there should be less red tape for those those businesses out there, and we want to make sure that they uh, can continue to survive and grow. We believe that if we put more money in the pockets of entrepreneurs, that they are going to do one of two things. And I, And I've seen this time and time again, they will either invest in their company, and if they do that, they're going to usually create new jobs. That's the number one thing of an entrepreneur. And number two is if they happen to spend the money in the community, it's spent again locally, and that's what multiplies the money. The less the government takes, the more that is spent in your community, and that's what gets it to grow. And people don't want to drive to their communities, so we've got to make sure we support those local businesses.
0: Base Borden in Angus and the 4th Canadian Division Training Centre in Meaford, right next door to us, a great deal of our residents are connected to the Canadian military. What are your thoughts on current military spending levels and how do you feel the federal government should be supporting military especially families and and veterans in need
1: well, I think uh, I come from Asa Township, which uh, is uh, the largest training base, which is based and have worked with uh, many of the base commanders through the years and many of the people there that uh, have left and are veterans now. I think really what we need to do is thank those people that are, are serving us and never forget that we need to take care of them for what the sacrifices that they're making for all of us. So uh, I think our government could do more. I think we need to support those individuals. We are often uh, giving money out uh, to a lot of other things. Like I said, the Asian Infrastructure Bank is one, corporate welfare out to uh, the Irvine, Irving family families things like that we need to uh, invest in our military we need new equipment for them you need state-of-the-art and uh, I I think we're falling behind on that we're buying used airplanes Um, you know we got to be proactive and we have to protect them because those individuals are there for us when 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 we need them
0: how do you see the role of Canada's military internationally
1: well, uh, the, most of the time we're peacekeepers is, 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 our, is our major role. But uh, I think we need to stand up and we need to, to represent our country. And, and when we're called, we need to be there. And, and that's what we've done. And, uh, but we need to make sure that those individuals have the right equipment. We need to have the right infrastructure so that they can do their job.
2: You touched on uh, affordable housing already yep. at a county level. Uh, would you like to see the federal government get more involved in the creation of affordable housing, especially in this community, as it houses
1: both those without homes? It aims to do that and our seasonal workers. Yeah, that's a, it's there again. It's a, it's a, it's a big question. There's affordable housing and attainable housing. There's two types. Um, but I will say uh, the federal government plays an absolutely huge role in that. And uh, and but I think the other part that's lost sometimes is is the private. Uh, individuals that are out there as well, so we need to find ways. Um, I, I myself own properties and am a landlord. I guess you would say I own different residential and commercial properties, and I can tell you, um, it's hard to buy a property, pay the development charges, and all the hoops you got to jump through to create. A more rental accommodation. So I think we need to find a way to work with the private as well as, as definitely the government. This one here has been a success story here, uh, we're, you know, over here that we did the rebuild uh, has been fantastic and we're fantastic that the community got behind it. Some communities don't, which, which is unfortunate because there's a huge need um, out there to make sure that we have affordable housing. And like I said earlier, I think uh, new strategies like tiny house communities, we're losing the first time home buyers um, that's slowing the market down. And, and cause the price points too high. And, uh, and I know our government, I know it's been tabled before, and there, there's been talk that they're not tabling, um, but they did, Adam Vaughn did table that they were going to start to tax perhaps, um, you know, principal residents and the capital gains. Uh, we certainly disagree with that because your home is your nest egg, and, and we don't believe that that will help the market.
0: Um, there's been some talk federally over many, many years over political reform And interesting, we haven't seen a lot of that, but we're we're certainly seeing provincially them looking at our area specifically for governance reform. How do you sit on both of those areas?
1: Well, I, I think the party's stance is, at this time, we're, we're comfortable with the way the elections are held. Um, we certainly don't want any foreign influence on any of the elections. Uh, but uh, we, you know, for, from our perspective, we, it's, it's first past the post is what we've had, and we've been running for this particular moment in time. And, and you know, it's quite interesting that Justin Trude- Trudeau ran and said that he was going to change it, and, and having a majority government, he didn't. So uh, there must be a reason why they don't want it either. So, but uh, for us, for where we stand, it's, it's first past the post.
0: And what about what Ontario is looking at in terms of uh, repositioning the the region? There's a there's discussion. There's a possibility that certain communities could be really torn apart and changed drastically. As our MP, how would you stand to to, to help alleviate some people's concerns?
1: Well, most of that uh, really is provincial to start. So it'd be the provincial government. And and uh, my thought process on that, coming from the uh, municipal side, is that. They really need to uh, to listen and to, to the councils and to the residents to see what uh, exactly the, the advantages may be or disadvantages of, of going forward. I, you know, I I don't believe that bigger is always better. I, I, I can't see that. Um, but if there's cost savings, I think everybody, all forms of government, should get together, you know, in a think tank and come up with ways. How can we save money? Because at the end of the day, there's just one taxpayer. We say it all the time. It's the reality. So we need to uh, find ways nowadays more than ever, of, of cost savings, and, and that's important, and, and really get out of the silos. I know the provincial government often works in silos. They have, each have their own budget. We would go down there, and we would save money on one issue, say busing, and, and it would help the social programs, but because it was different budgets, they wouldn't do it. So I, I think society in general has to get outside of that thought process of, of you know, each entity working on its own. So I, I think the regional view, it'll, it'll come out in a period of time. They've been doing it for quite some time. I thought it would be released by now. But uh, at the end of the day, I honestly believe that the residents and, uh, and the local council should have huge input and there should be public meetings for any changes that come forward.
0: number of municipalities are crying out for more money, that they have a lot of infrastructure that they have to deal with for the taxpayers, yet they get such a small percentage of yeah. taxpayer dollars. Uh, certainly a lot of that is down put down to each of the provincial level, but the municipalities say saying they're not seeing it and they're not seeing it as effectively as they should. Uh, Do you think the federal government should find some mechanisms or increase some of the ones that they have to get money directly to the municipalities? Uh,
1: Coming from FCM, the Federation of Municipalities, I I can tell you we lobbied often because the provincial government was the one in between, and and we're often like the part of the funding formula more than we are the actual layout or the rollout of the program. And uh, I I think there should be definitely more discussion um, to make sure that those monies make it out. I know that uh, the current government spent or supposedly was going to spend all kinds of money on infrastructure, and infrastructure is really the base of everything in your community that you're going to spend it on. Um, but there's often red tape to get it to them, and it takes years, and councils change in that year time. So the, we really need to find a way to streamline, to get the monies to the communities. Um, they only get, what is it, nine cents in the dollar in municipality, which, which isn't a whole lot. So we have to make sure that we have strong governments, provincially and federally that are going to help them out with the rest of them. Because everybody here pays taxes. They live in this community. And, you know, they should see some of that money spent back here. And that's what we're trying to do. Like I said, no more corporate uh, welfare. And we are not going to fund the Asian uh, the Asian Infrastructure Bank as well. We're going to spend it here in Canada. And we want to make sure that our communities grow and everyone does well.
0: Terry, how should the community follow your campaign or, or reach out to you if they have further questions?
1: Well, they can. Uh, I, I have an office here in Collingwood. And I have an office. And I, <laughs> and I have a website at com. if anyone would like to read up on that, or, or just give us a call. we got a phone number that I'm more than willing to uh, give over the phone. It's 705-795-5254.
0: Excellent, Terry. Thank you for spending some time here with us on Talking to the Town.
1: Wonderful. Thanks. Have a great day.